0: And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Eva Rozier, former hospice nurse and healing arts practitioner who had a near-death experience in the ocean, which today we're going to learn about and more. Eva, thank you for joining me and welcome.
1: Thank you, Jeff. It's such a pleasure and an honor to to be invited to be on the show I'm super excited about it
0: thank you and I'm excited to have you Eva let's start with your NDE and go from there
1: okay so I was three years old when that happened and um I was sitting on the edge of the ocean at the beach in Hawaii where my dad was stationed uh in the army and um my aunt happened to be visiting my mom at the time and so my mom was super attentive um uh, kind of ocd watching over us but that time she was not so she said it happened so fast a big wave came crashed over me and i was like whisked out into the ocean <laughs> very fast and I thought, I remember it very vividly. I, I thought, okay, I'm gonna get in trouble because I'm not supposed to be out here. And I was like, just having fun. And I was just like, whoa, I couldn't swim, three years old. And um, then I remember not realizing, oh, you know, that I'm in trouble at all. Like it didn't even phase me. <laughs> but um, I also remember feeling like I was at one in that piece and at peace and, I was just loving it. Honestly, I was out in the ocean. It was beautiful, way out there. I was not scared at all. Um, And my mom said that she she came to get me and I was underwater. And then when she got me, uh, she said that I was completely still at peace. Like I didn't cry or anything. She said like it was nothing even phased me, Um, which I thought was interesting because I recently got her perspective of it. And she, you know, she was like, it happened so fast. You were underwater. And I didn't tell your father (laughs) for a while. He said, I didn't, you know, I didn't want him to, you know, look at me like I was bad or whatever. Um, But my brother was there and he remembers it too. And his perspective is, I was sitting, we were both sitting on the edge, and he's a little bit older than me. And he said he just watched me go out before he said anything. So he watched it all happen. He is five years old, I was three. And he said he finally was like, maybe I should tell my mom um, that Eva's way out there, and I don't see her anymore. (laughs) So he's, um, it was so, it's funny like talking about it now but I never really I didn't drown. I just had that experience where I could have that um, was sucked under. And I don't remember ever knowing or feeling like we died, like there was no death, um, even that, at a, that age at three. Um, I understood that completely. Um, because we know that death is actually a man-made word and we don't really know you know there's so much well, of course after all the interviews you've done you realize there's so many different things that can happen <laughs> in that um you know we're, we're learning about it and yeah um so with the near-death experience for me it just Looking back, I was three years old. You know, a lot of people don't even remember being three. I do for some reason. I remember. I have a vivid memory of a lot of my childhood. Some people I talked to can't remember when they were seven years old. I'm like, oh, I remember being three. And then after that is when everything, <laughs> I had all kind of experiences with the spirits and beings and all kind of stuff. And we did live on an army base <laughs> in Hawaii. Um, and I was a sensitive um, child and I'm still sensitive, hypersensitive to so many, not just the senses, but just every the energies.
0: During your NDE, I understand that you felt peaceful and relaxed. Do you feel that anything supernatural happened? Like you were out of your body or... You- spirits were around you or anything like that
1: i do feel like i was out of my body but i was everything like i, I feel like i was at one with it all everything is the only way i can describe it um as far as like seeing anything i don't remember you know going because i did not go unconscious i just was oh i'm underwater this is I'm not supposed to be out here. I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> I'm supposed to be sitting at the edge, and not way out here. And this is fun. And I didn't realize, you know, at three, I didn't realize I didn't have a concept of death then and what dying was at all. I really just, you know, had no clue. And we don't until we're, we're kind of taught that we die. We don't, you know, uh, you know, being three years old, you kind of, you're in that certain brainwave state anyway, at three years old. And I've had a few people I've told that story to. And they're like, that's why you're like how you are. <laughs> Cause you're stuck in that theta brainwave state a lot. I'm like, Yeah, maybe I, don't know. <laughs> I do. I do seem to be up here a lot. Um, and which got me in trouble as a kid, <laughs> especially in school.
0: Do you feel that after that experience, your life changed?
1: Well, I was three. So I think after that, I just was, I was always sensitive. And my mom and dad, they both have told me, even as a little infant, I was kind of spiritual. They could tell. I started walking when I was eight years old, eight months old, not eight years old, um, and talking really early and just kind of this the both would say like this angelic type energy um and which you know coming into the world um i even when i was little i felt the density on this planet the weight of earth um never really resonated with me all the way through my childhood that there would be times where i would ask my dad when am i when are we going home He's like, no, you're home and I know I mean my home home, like where home is. Like it's not somewhere physical. (laughs) It's I guess it's the essence now goes back to our essence.
0: Do you think that you were born this way spiritually, or do you think the NDE was like a catalyst that had you cross the veil that kind of, you know, started this all off or possibly took you to the next level?
1: that maybe I I was born this way, but that experience maybe unlocked something within like you know we we all have things inside of us and gifts inside of us and it takes unlocking the codes like our DNA is a code um so unlocking it, um, but I do, you know, I was very, just kind of going with the flow. I, I, well, I still go with the flow, but like when I was little, um, kind of not awakened. I was kind of just, way I say, way up here. It's like always just floaty feeling. Like it's the only way I can describe it, it's not like I was really grounded. Um, it, it, it took a lot for me to learn how to ground myself. Um, living up in the, the third eye. <laughs> in the crown chakra areas up here in these energy areas up here a lot when I was little um and uh, I would always have a pencil <laughs> and grounding myself by like putting the pencil to the paper in in school and um even now I'm, you know putting pencil to paper is something that helps me ground in some way um I write really fast it's like I'm 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 open like I'm more open to these energies to come through and I don't really know if it's from that experience when I was three or if that just kind of unlocked something that was already there Um, and then there's more things that continued to unlock as I started waking up we say waking up I don't know if we're really ever asleep I think it's just the codes.
0: So let's fast forward in your life. How did you become a hospice nurse?
1: So I graduated nursing school when I was 20 years old, and by the time I was 22, 23, I was traveling all around Jacksonville, Florida, <laughs> working as an end of the life, end of life nurse, going into people's homes at that young of age. And, um, but my very first patient when I was 18 in nursing school died. I held her hand, my very first patient, my very first time in the hospital. I held her hand as she took her last breath and flew with the angels. um, With her daughter at the bedside, her daughter telling her mama fly with the angels. And um, this is something that kind of was a catalyst for me working with hospice it's almost like that was a given hey this is what this is your gifts and then after that i worked in, i did the hospice thing and i also worked in um, the oncology the cancer at a very young age working with cancer patients seeing a whole lot and holding hands of hundreds of people um, that passed over By the time I was in my mid twenties, I did. (laughs) I mean, that was like something I just I did. It was a gift, and I actually um, embrace it. I embrace being able to be that person for the families, and um, seeing the stuff and learning what I did learn, um, which is some eye opening things. Working as a hospice nurse, you see stuff that not everybody yeah, you know, gets to see. like, like what the, well, somebody taking their last breath, things can happen. Um, this is the story that I tell a lot of people whenever I talk about it. Um, I was about twenty three, and I was in a patient's home, and she she was bed bound and nonverbal for about two months before this happened. And the moment she was, te- she took her last breath. Um, This elderly woman with her, with family all around, there was like 10 people all praying. She was doing the end of life breathing and she took her last breath, held her hands up and called her husband's name that had passed away a year ago, a year before she called his name out. So she spoke clearly his name as she took her last breath. And as many times as I've told that story, I personally still get chills telling that story, because that was a a moment in time that I was like, "Wow, I just saw something that happened." That was, you know, it kind of just. There's no question. We don't die. We we are energy, and energy does not die. We it goes into another form. We transform. Um, so there's there's a lot that you know working in a in hospice, working at a very young age in my twenties, it kind of set me up for other codes <laughs> to open and um, which they were already there though, I, I believe. Um I was I was kind of born for you, this type of line of work.
0: Do you feel like you have ever witnessed a person's spirit leave their body like have you seen a mist or anything like that come out of their body?
1: Uh, yeah. So I have I can see um there if I get these intuitive nudges when even if a patient's end of life, you never know when it's gonna be. But I've got I get the nudges, okay, it's gonna be um very soon. And then I can look at their aura and it just it looks different it kind of hovers above their body instead of closer to their body it's kind of hovering and the only way i can describe it is like um like you, you're seeing little sparks of energy but you know i have done this for i did this for years and I'm also I'm, I'm open to see this stuff. I, I believe everybody can see these things. But um, yeah, somebody asked me and they're like, huh, what? I'm like, yeah, you, you, you can see their aura, hover them when they're about to transition within 24 hours or so. Um, it could be 30 minutes, but it could be within 12 to 24 hours. I've noticed that sometimes it's even two days, they're kind of just hovering there.
0: Have you ever had a shared death experience with any of your patients where they kind of brought you along to the other side?
1: I never had a shared death. Um, so I, I don't know if I've ever heard of anybody that really experienced that either. I don't, I don't, I don't know. There's a lot that I'm still continuing to learn always about, about all of this. Um, but definitely I think it could happen.
0: Has any of your former patients ever contacted you from the other side, like in a dream or during meditation?
1: Yeah. Um, my most recent was in Maine. Whenever I was up in Maine as a travel nurse, I, oh, I kind of volunteer. If there's a patient that's dying actively, I'm like, give them to me (laughs) because it's a I, I enjoy being there for the family and I kind of know how to talk because I've done it for years. Know how to talk um, and discuss certain things just to help um, the transition. But um, the patient died and he, he struggled for a while. And that night I came home and he came to me in my dream. But this is the security camera. This is where the security camera comes up. <laughs> there's a reason I had a security camera on me and it shows a big mist hovering over me that night. Um, And, and there's a whole reason why I had the security cameras to begin with. (laughs) Um, I opened the healing art studio and got um, security cameras for the studio. And uh, setting them up, I noticed I was, I just was kind of playing with the cameras and I noticed these orbs and stuff flying around me when I was meditating or in this meditative state and or doing my, um, just my little energy flow. I just, just feeling energies and bringing them in, just moving and pulling energies around me and knowing that they do exist. Um, So the cameras were showing these little balls angels, whatever you want to call them, come in around me. Um, And as far as like that night with the guy in Maine, it did pick up a pretty big um, orb hovering, not just floating, but it hovered and then left. But when I woke up, I kind of tagged the camera to, to be able to go back and look to see if I could see anything on the camera. And I definitely did. Uh, it was, but he just gave. they just come and, um, that was one time. Uh, so they, he, I don't even know if he gave me a message or what, I don't know if he was coming to me just to, I, I really don't understand why he came, but maybe just to tell me, thank you. Um, cause I did help his significant other out. You know, through because she was having a tough time with the death, and so I don't, know. I don't know.
0: When you're speaking to the family, do you tell them, you know, people don't die; they just, you know, transition to somewhere else? Or what are those conversations like?
1: I um, I use discernment. I use my, you know, okay, should I tell, talk to this patient's family about this or not? Um, sometimes it does come up, and um. It helps. It just depends on their beliefs, and of course, do to push my own understanding of you know things onto anybody else. But I do think it. It you know the stories I can tell them. The stories, like the one that I told earlier about the lady that was nonverbal and not moving at all for two months, and then the minute she took her last breath, she raised her hands and calls her husband's name out, and you know that that's just one instance. That's just one out of hundreds. So um, (laughs) as far as like the, you know, spirits coming to me, I've had multiple times where spirits come to me and they come to me in the in between wake and sleep state. So I'm not necessarily dreaming or asleep. I'm in my bed. But I'm in that like, data brainwave state where it's almost like not sleep paralysis. Cause I've kind of taught myself how to get out of that state. Cause the sleep paralysis ha- happened to me since I was little. Um, and that's terrifying when it happens. So I learned things that to do, um, to, to break it, which is tough to do. It's challenging, um, for a lot of people that do it, they have experienced the sleep paralysis state. To break it there are some you have to kind of create your own thing though i believe to be able to really um get out of it but and um as far as that goes there's, there's that opens all kinds of doors when you're able to break that sleep paralysis state too
0: was it very common for you to see people that they would just start talking to other family members that weren't there
1: oh yeah uh, that happens often. <laughs> um, I would say regularly, um, when patients are, you know, very sick, and they're like, Mom is home, or um, I see my, my wife that's passed away years ago, she, she's sitting over there. And yeah, I, I mean, you see that all the time. And um, that's very common. And, you know, and people don't even think, oh, they think that they're just delusional. Well, we really don't know. That's the truth. Like, there's so much that we don't know. And there's so much I don't, I don't know, really. Like, I'm learning, but I, and we can never say definitive that's one thing or the other. Because we're all kind of, you know, learning here. I do believe Earth is a school for us to learn? and grow and expand in our consciousness and our awareness on things and you know this is my understanding
0: (laughs) all right you have some videos of those orbs so let's take a look at them
1: okay i was i've done all these experience experiments experiments with the camera and because, uh, you know, once I learned I could see these orbs and stuff come in, I'm, like, I'm going to do it every time to debunk myself. So here I am just playing around, and I like to see the orbs on the camera. I, I can see them some with the naked eye. Other people have asked me. And, yes, I can, but they show up differently on the camera. They're sometimes really big balls of white, um, you know, and also you notice that they kind of come around me and like scan me and that happens every single time i do this like um and there's a piece of uh this this these are two different videos two different times me just playing around with the security camera and um you'll see yeah i'm caught i am calling in my angels calling in my spirit guides calling in my soul family calling on love and light and I'm getting really into my heart space when I do this. Um, And basically I was making the videos to debunk myself, (laughs) but then it happened every single time and I could do it every single time. And people are like, oh, it's dust, Uh, I don't know, don't know if dust quite moves like that.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's dust because it looks like it's just one orb. Flying around.
1: Mm-hmm. And I have seen it, I've seen different things on the cameras. Um, if I'm having, which I don't keep the camera on me all the time, when people ask that, like, no, I'm just playing around with the camera right here. And, but I have had the camera on me when I slept. And if I have a dream um, of ET or interdimensionals coming, which I have had those dreams. You'll see the orbs and sometimes it's multiple orbs like rushing in the energy and, and I would I would feel like the energy and like my ear would pop and I would wake up and look at the camera and there's all these orbs around me like there yeah oh, there was some kind of energy something going on there. All right, so here I'm just <laughs> having fun experimenting with the security camera. Once I discovered you can pick up all this stuff, I mean, why not play with it and see? I I was doing it to debunk myself. And it's just, it's interesting to see this stuff on the infrared cameras. I wish more people would do experiments and I I would love to be, if anybody out there wants to do an experiment and use me, I would love to be a part of it. Um, So um, I'm just gonna push, you want me to go ahead and play play the video? Sure. The energy just kind of coming around my hands and out and flying.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw that one come out of your hands. So you're trying to what? Put your consciousness into your hands, or just have energy in your hands? And this and is
1: this is just it, playing with the energy in my hands and using. And also, um, I'm calling on love and light and like healing energies and earth energies, the energies of the earth that are, you know. All around us, and kind of trying to condense them, making a, the energy ball in my hand, um, which, you know, is like Qigong, Tai Chi, you know, teaches, um, which I have studied before, but I'm more of the, the yogi, you know, registered yoga instructor with 500 hours. And that, you know, when you practice yoga, you do open yourself up for energy flowing through your body in a different way. Um, you're you're basically a portal for energy, <laughs> and our hands are very powerful for to manipulate this energy. And you can you can actually gather it up and play with it like it's a play doh ball, but it's energy.
0: <laughs> it also looks like there's an orb flying around.
1: Yeah, there is. Yeah, and and I have um video, uh, pictures of me, um. From back from when I was a teenager, like just the old way of taking pictures, not digital, but even digital would pick it up. But I have orbs around me a lot in the pictures. And I was pointing that out to somebody that, wow, there's several pictures of you with like just an orb ball kind of in your, like in my auric field. Um, Mm. (laughs) It's interesting, all of it.
0: Well, thank you for sharing that.
1: On this video, uh, as another security camera experiment, um, and I was playing with, I, I was in a deep meditative state before I set the security camera up. I had been meditating a while, which, which it doesn't yeah. really take me long to kind of get into this zero point state anymore. Like it, I've been meditating for a while. And in this video, I was um playing with consciousness and placing my consciousness like i I, i've learned to kind of pop out of my body (laughs) anyway i wanted to do i wanted to see what would happen if i placed my consciousness above that statue that's on the top of the um, tower that you see um Mm -hmm. and at the very top and I was shocked whenever I watched the video back because you can see an orb come off of that area. And all I was doing was just placing my consciousness there. Like I was, like I physically was on top of that (laughs) statue. That's that's the only way I can describe what placing your consciousness somewhere else is. And we do it all the time. But um, this is just an experiment that I was doing.
0: All right. That sounds cool. Let's see it.
1: you'll you'll see orbs in this one too See, just see it come Mm -hmm. off the very top yeah (laughs) but i i I was meditating for a while before i was able to do that so um i was (laughs) i guess you can edit it but i i think i did it looped it where you can see it twice on here so here it goes
0: all right, well, let's bring you back now. So if someone else wanted to try this, what kind of security camera are you using?
1: I just bought one off of Amazon that was like a $30, $40 camera. Um, and it has like the app that you put on your phone um, and you can look at. <laughs> I mainly got the cameras for my studio, which I ended up closing my studio and I um, I got overwhelmed, honestly, (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I I bought them all for the studio, but then I had these security cameras left over and I'm like, I'm just going to play with them and see this infrared light, um, what it can pick up when these things happen. Um, So I started setting them up too, whenever I was doing the energy healings um, on my clients that would come and you, I would pick up things too, <laughs> of course, the balls coming in, the energy coming in. And also you can see, like, if I would feel, sense a pocket of heat is how I describe where a lot of my clients, when they come to see me, I tell them, don't really tell me a whole lot. Like I want to see, I also like to experiment and learn and grow and, um, see if I can pick up without them telling me what it is that's going on with them. And a lot of times I'll sense these heat pockets, but I'll, and I'll clear the energy and you can see balls like lick out of their body. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't, i am never, it's just, and they're, they're shocked. They're like, wow, I sense something happening during that time. I was seeing smoke or colors or whatever during that.
0: Uh, what do they report about how they're feeling afterwards?
1: Feeling after the energy healing? Mm-hmm. Everybody experiences something completely different. Um, a lot of people do get the tingly um, seeing colors. Uh, a lot of people see colors, especially if they're not somebody that meditates at all and they see something like that. It really opens their eyes into what 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 is that why am i seeing these colors of purple and blues and a lot of people see the purples um which i see a lot too never i have i have synesthesia you know what synesthesia is
0: i knew the definition of it or at one time but it's something about touch isn't it
1: well it can be different all kinds of different um different things. But mine is where I see like with music, I see like colors, sound of colors, and pulses and flashes of and also it gets it can get really detailed. um, When I'm meditating with the synesthesia, I can see almost I call them machines, I don't know what they are. It's just patterns of intricate things in like 3d form. Uh, more so than a computer can create. Like that's how detailed it is. Um, little synesthesia stuff going on. I've, I've, I've met a few other people that have it and, and everybody's a little bit different, but similar. i um, seeing the colors and stuff. Um, it can be all different, different things too, but mine is from like seeing sound, um, and being able to visualize this whenever I get into this meditative state, get into like this very high, uh, hyper, um, visualization mode where I can, it's almost like I'm looking at a video game more detailed than a video game. Like, a, it's like, I'm, I'm there in it, in that zero point of consciousness and I could see like the tunnel and, and try to go through the tunnel but the tunnel keeps going and going and going sometimes <laughs> and i have astral projected people ask me that the astral projection um you know all these definitions we we really just don't understand what's going on sometimes um, one of the weirdest things that's happened to me was uh, um, about a year ago uh, doing a lot of yoga, uh, teaching a lot of yoga, lots of meditation. And one night in my in-between sleep and awake state, um, I astral projected, This is a, a description of my consciousness leaving somewhere out of the solar system. I was basically sucked in this like tunnel of light. And, uh, up into a star system which i didn't know about is zeta reticula and they showed me it well they i don't know what it was but I, like it was like a—I got a map of what it was i looked it up whenever i woke up to, to see what was this like what the heck just happened but i was getting sucked into a ship uh, and but because i'm very conscious um i've learned how to become very conscious and lucid in all throughout all these experiences, I I thought just before I was going onto the ship, I mean it happened so fast, you're sucked up in there. Um, I was like, well, I I don't want to just pop in there and scare them. So I can't, I wasn't invited. Um, this is not my free will. And this goes back to the free will thing with this too. Um, so I popped right back into my body and then I was like, What just happened? I almost got I was like so close to going in a ship and out in this somewhere say the reticular system and um so when i popped back in my body it took me a little while to fall back asleep but once i fell back asleep it happened again i had this buzzing popping and then some beings which i telepathically told them i did not want to see them and i asked if they were nice and if they were nice they had to give me a sound of a tibetan ball um which i heard and they scanned me i don't know they were over me like just scanning me and then they popped away I, they went away and then i woke up because i was in that sleep in between sleep awake state again the sleep paralysis state but i wasn't paralyzed i've learned to be kind of controlled in that state over the years so um yeah that was one of the weird things that happened i mean in the past year or so. Um, a, lot, a lot of things have happened, though. <laughs> That's just one,
0: one of them. Earlier, you mentioned interdimensionals. Are those the same things as ETs to you, or is that something different?
1: Well, I mean, so we give things labels to kind of give a definition or describe what they are. So, The truth is, I really, you know, as far as like being something physical, it's something physical that I see that's not in this 3D world, this 3D realm. So, um,
0: what do you mean that you see them physically? Are you mean, do you see them here with your own eyes?
1: Well, it's always in that, in between sleep and awake state, Mm -hmm. um, the, I've had the uh, blue orb, This is, I've had orbs float in that I've seen in that state. And it'd be like, I'd say maybe ET related, interdimensional being related. Um, these interdimensional beings do exist for real. And, um, yeah, <laughs> they have, I've seen, um, the blue av a blue being, I don't know what you want to call it, a blue being of some sort came to me twice, um, this is in 2019. Um, the blue being was I uh, had like hieroglyph all over hieroglyphs all over it. It was very interesting looking and it gave me like a telepathic download message. Um, but a blue actual blue orb floated into my bedroom um, and I'm in this what this sleep wake. so I'm in my actual bedroom seeing it. But I'm asleep, but I'm not asleep. So the, that's that's what I mean by interdimensional, because it's kind of in that. Uh, I mean, I'm still learning. I, you know, it's in that state where we really, you know, I want to I want to learn more about it. I want to be a part of the experiments, and I, I think that um, like Robert Mur- Monroe, and the Monroe Institute, he did a lot um to bring people's awareness. A lot of experiments i think that's amazing that he did something like that
0: what was the message that you got
1: um i it it had to do with um learning how to be because we are human beings um it had a lot to do with um consciousness and love and connecting with your heart space And more and just being, knowing that we're all connected, not just, you know, on this realm, but connected through all the realms, like everybody and everything, the interdimensionals and they're, they're all made from source realm, the source energy, which, you know, brings life to your atoms and your body is this, the atoms are not, you know, all physical, it's only what ninety-nine point ninety 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 nine percent space. And um you know there's a lot we we don't know or maybe some things that we do know that we're not being told as far as the technologies and um we can go down rabbit holes talking about that.
0: <laughs> Have you seen UFOs?
1: Um I I well I've seen a lot. I see, I call them orbs. They pulse me like they come in. Um, I can do the contact method, which I've, if you hear the CE5 contact. And there's certain ways to do it, um, which I believe that you can kind of create your own way. And I have. Um, if you understand that the ether or the matrix is a biological type of internet. So, the internet is our artificial intelligence. when people are scared of the artificial intelligence, you know but the internet actually is artificial intelligence itself. People don't get that, but yes, it is. So, but there is this biological intelligence, which is you know the ether. and you can you can use your mind and your heart to have contact with these other realms it's not just with interdimensional like ETs, it's other things like fairies and angels and Jesus (laughs) or Buddha, which I've seen Lao Tzu, um, the Tao. I've I've had him come through, I've had Buddha come through, I've had Jesus come through um, in this state.
0: When you're in this state, is it usually in the morning before you wake up, like it's four or five in the morning and you're about to get up, but it's kind of a little bit early. Or is it like, do you wake up in the middle of the night or is it just before you go to bed?
1: It used to be just before I went to sleep, whenever I was little, um, it happened a lot just as I was trying to fall asleep, Um, which I've learned how to control a lot of it. So. Um, it just depends now as an adult because my schedule is so crazy. Sometimes I do work night shift as a nurse. It throws that off. So um, it's it's not really consistent, honestly. It's not um, the three o'clock hour. Is there significance to that when it, whenever I am on the normal time clock of everybody else? And I, ha- I think it has to do, I, don't, I mean, there's so much we don't know, but I think it has to do with the consciousness of, everybody else too think about all the other people around you that are sleeping at that hour and what they're they're doing where they are where's their consciousness going
0: i've never heard anybody say that the actual internet itself is ai i think that's an interesting perspective how did you come up with that
1: well i mean it's it's a artificial web of um knowledge and connections you know something outside of yourself it's not it's man-made
0: do you feel like the web itself is becoming aware like aware of itself or at least aware of the earth
1: um there's algorithms so as our algorithms awareness uh, I mean it's I don't I don't know I don't mm-hmm. think so it's it's not aware of itself but I'm sure that other people have noticed, like when they think about something or, and it's not it's not even talking about it anymore. When you think about it, it's popping up in your feed. It's like, there's no way like, okay, say, I think about, I want to buy a new guitar. And I just think it, and I think about a guitar I never thought about before, and it pops up in my feed somehow. And like, I How would that happen?
0: Yeah, that's interesting. What about the either matrix? Do you feel that that type of matrix is created by all of us collectively by source or by ETs? Honestly,
1: there's so much we don't know. And I think that um, it could be a simulation. You know, we do live in a holographic universe and everything is inside of everything. And you can never really get an answer to anything because there's always going to be a question with inside of an answer um so we we live in this holographic universe it's a holograph we do know that by the fractals and the way things are made of and like the way you make a mountain whenever you're building it digitally it's all made from fractals and to make that mountain image well same same as on earth like everything goes by that sacred geometry that golden ratio the fractals the fractals make up our our world that we see around us um and, and we're definitely we're not we're not just um physical beings like we are way more than just the physical for sure
0: at this point in your life where is your spiritual path leading you
1: about three or four months ago I had this long prayer um, and I prayed and I asked the universe and God for upgrade. <laughs> and the next day I um, I got on uh, these different ways of, I was learning, I wanted to learn how to make my own music so I can record my own guided meditations and hypnosis sessions and inductions. And I, within a day or two, I just, all this music was coming through me. I was able to like produce this music and publish this music and make it all myself, which is all self-taught. And I, I, so I published three albums working, I mean, and multiple singles and within just a few months and um, cool. I really, yeah, I really enjoy um, doing it. It's something that's flowing through me. Um. um you know, learning more and more about it. Um, And also doing the energy healing, you know, always, I'm always here for that If anybody, um, you know, is looking for something that, you know, they haven't quite tried yet, the energy healing, definitely, it works. I've seen, you know, so many people change afterwards um, just one session even <laughs> it's it kind of opens your mind up a little bit when you're seeing these colors and sensations that you know wow what's happening in my body
0: <laughs> what's the best way to reach out to you
1: you can find me on i have a website that's called newearthhealer.com. Um, i have my phone number on there you can feel free to text me if you want to. I'm very open. Um, You can email me, text me, you know, anyway, if you, you know, want to reach out, especially anybody that wants to do experiments.
0: (laughs) If somebody wants to experience some of the same things you have, what is the best way for them to do that?
1: Just know that you're playing, okay? So don't take everything so seriously. Don't expect anything to be any certain way. Just kind of, play really tap into your heart space into that space of um it's kind of like going back to that inner child space and not all children had a good childhood and um i i personally went through some major things as a child so i'm not saying like going back to memories of being a child i'm just saying that that heart space as your child the adventure and the oh everything's so new that type of energy just bringing that into your body does connect you with your heart
0: so are you saying like besides being childlike and taking it easy start meditating or something else oh yeah
1: yeah meditating um meditating or and you can start off with just a few seconds Uh, some of my friends ask you know how how to meditate. A lot of people don't know still. And it's so important because it kind of it resets your brain, like it resets your energy. Um, Sometimes it's better than sleep, really, for your body. Um, But definitely meditate more. (laughs) uh, Meditate. (laughs) It's really, really good for our bodies, um, which, you know, you can you can do it in different ways. You don't have to sit there, you can listen to guided meditations, you could paint, To meditate, some people meditate while they're driving. Um, And that's okay. Just getting, just taking time to kind of get um, away from yourself, kind of move yourself out of the way and just be instead of do.
0: But I guess if you're driving, you don't want to do the meditation where you're closing your eyes.
1: Right. Now, yeah, if you're driving, you don't want to listen to my voice, especially. I have had people like, whoa, I had to pull over when that came on because I, I was like got so sleepy. I'm like, yeah, you're you're not supposed to listen to a hypnosis when no. you're driving.
0: <laughs> well, Eva, before we finish up, can you give us one last positive message?
1: Just be be happy and be where you are if you're if you're sad, if you're having emotions. An emotional day just allow it to flow through you don't block it you know i think it's good to cry <laughs> um know also that we do not die that we are made of energy and we this energy that we have you know moves form we we our spirit is a moving spirit we do transform which trans means rise above and form of course is solid form so we we transform into some other existence realm. we we do not die period i, I know that with 110 percent
0: eva thank you for that message and thank you for being my guest
1: thank you jeff it was a pleasure namaste
0: <laughs> the pleasure was all mine thanks for watching the jeff mara podcast